Alrighty, I think we're probably live at the moment. Hello and welcome. Hello everybody and welcome to the Inner Sanctum. First cap off the rank this year, first thing I've done since Christmas actually, as I've had a break. Same with you Geraldine, first, first uh, show that you've done. Right, that's right. It's so wonderful to be back, Karen, and thank you for taking the time to do such amazing work here, hosting this group. Sorry, sorry. I'm just hearing myself. There we go. I'm just hearing myself on YouTube. Oh, okay. Yes, so our special guest today is Geraldine Roscoe. Welcome, Geraldine. So great to see you. Happy New Year. Happy 2022 to you. Happy New Year. Thank you so much for the warm welcome. I'm so happy to be here. It's an honor with you guys, your amazing souls that are here. And we were um, just talking about, you know, the Inner Sanctum sessions with guest teachers is like we free fall. We just talk about anything that comes up. But uh, Geraldine has some things that she'd like to talk about. And um, we'll discuss going through some DNA repatterning and changes too. But let me introduce you to Geraldine. For people that don't know you, I'm sure that many people know you. Geraldine Roscoe is an intuitive DNA reprogrammer, ascension coach, speaker, expo host, and hypnotherapist. And in 2013, Geraldine experienced a vivid abduction where she recounts being taken on board ships, meeting tall greys who showed her her hybrid children, along with a lot of amazing information. This experience activated all her psychic abilities, which led to many downloads of exalty, multidimensional knowledge about who we are as multidimensional beings and what is possible for the human race, really. She's the founder and CEO of higherhealing.com, a virtual holistic and intuitive wellness nexus and social directory, the founder of hybridmother.com, international research and support group for experiences, hybrid parents and interdimensional phenomena, and Bay Area meditation for corporate meditation. And your main website, Geraldine, is geraldinerosco.com. That's right. That's where people can connect with me in book sessions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, where do we want to start? Because we've shared your story on the show before, but uh, yeah. do you want to share a little bit of your, your awakening story for people that uh, haven't heard it before? Because it is an amazing story. Sure. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, well, how did I get started in this uh, field? Uh, let's take it back to uh, 2008, 2009, when um, I had just transitioned from a corporate world into uh, entrepreneurship. I started an event planning company. And at that point, things were, you know, obviously the transition was tremendous. It was the first time I had ever been self-employed and um, I was learning so many things and just right in the middle of all of that pressure, my partner passed away. Um, and I think that's what kind of took me into a, a really big questioning of, of reality where the question was, you know, if we're doing everything that we think we're supposed to be doing, why isn't life as pleasing, wonderful and uh uh, comfortable, you know, as, as we think it should be. And that's when I went really deep into meditation and I trained under a shaman uh, to learn meditation. And it's with that meditation that I began to see changes in my career, changes in my emotions, in my professional life and so many different uh, family relationships, everything. 
Um, so I wanted to share that with the world and I funded Bay Area Meditation. Really, it started as a meditation group. Um, I used to have people from companies that were next to my company that uh, would come and meditate with me on a weekday night, just really casually like this. And from there, it turned into corporate meditation programs because they wanted to have it in their workspace and uh, team building and stuff like that. So it kind of just spread out here in the Bay Area. And um, I personally was continuing my work. It was a, a very tumultuous uh, few years uh, starting my business, rises and falls of the business, as some entrepreneurs can may relate to, um, you know, and I think all of that was part of the growth, but I went deeper into my spiritual work and I began to reach points in my meditation where I started to have uh, very profound questions about patterns of behaviors and emotions that started to arise. Um, and that's when I started to begin deprogramming and following those emotions. Just by sitting with the emotions, I found that there was a lot of underlying information that started to kind of surface. And I started to work with that information. And as I followed that, it took me into my ancestral lineages. And I started to deprogram programs that I had taken on from those lineages. And um, I began to realize from the inside out how we are truly an interconnected network of consciousness, of cause and effect, you could say. And you begin to touch into compassion through that understanding. And that's where I learned for the first time in my life at probably 20, I don't know, four, <laughs> what love really was, you know, because uh, before that there was an illusion about what love was. And of course, uh, what, what is enforced by entertainment industry, society, even religion, um, oftentimes pulls us away from what it truly is, which is an incredibly powerful creative life force um, that is important for us to understand. And I'll explain that in just a moment. Um, but as a result of this deep, profound deprogramming, I reached a certain level of vibrational frequency where I began to become conscious in my dream state. And I was practicing lucid dreaming and continuing down that road, beginning to master my space, my environment. And as a result of that, one evening in October, um, it was uh, just uh, really a regular Friday night. I uh, was woken up by this brilliant white light in my room. And I waited thinking that it's a car or something that's, you know, in my, in my vicinity. And I got out of bed and I walked to the window. And before I knew it, as I'm looking out from the blinds, my entire body uh, becomes paralyzed and I get removed out of my room. I literally feel my body moving through the window, through the wall, into the other side uh, where I am seeing this brilliant white light and these six little lines that begin to manifest into form coming out of that light. And it was these beings that, uh, you know, what we commonly know as gray, uh, but they were tall, uh, about six, seven foot grays. And um, they began to interact with me. And, and I was terrified, of course, at the time, because I wasn't sure. And even though I was working on my emotions and maintaining and managing, this was just um, something that destroyed my paradigm, you know, because it was nothing I was used to. And so they took me into the craft, they removed those emotions from me, and they introduced me to a lot of information. Um, my aunt was on board the craft in her pajama in her nightgown, uh, walking right in front of me, completely unaware of her surroundings as in as if in a hypnotic sleep state. And, um, you know, I didn't understand what was happening at the time. But when they removed that, 
um, I went into another room where they began to show me a prism with uh, eight levels of information. And these eight levels of information, the first one began to show me this incredible, uh, uh, you can say it's some kind of alien language um, with symbols. Some symbols that I recognize, like the infinity sign, some mathematical, uh, you know, signs, uh, things like this. And what I understood from that, without trying to understand it, is that I began to get pictures and images and concepts in my mind, very incredibly complex concepts that I, I the way I can describe it is it's like they speak in universes. And uh, it was overwhelming, just that alone. Um, but then moving on to the next information, they took me to the Pleiades, uh, to the planet Maya, where I guess uh, an aspect of myself had been, was in that state. I, I was a Pleiadian, a part of a council, working with information, teaching of some sort, some kind of instruction, kind of like what I do now. And uh, they showed me this part of me, as well as a group of other beings that I was collaborating with. Uh, and then they brought me back and showed me children. And when I saw these children, I recognized myself in them. And I realized that these children were mine. And that was the most shocking of that experience because uh, I was completely not prepared to, um, you know, uh, just process what, what that meant at that moment. Um, but I tried to remember really hard how I could have forgotten that I had children, um, you know, in my everyday life. And I tried to place them somewhere and, and it just wasn't happening. And so um, the connection with them was incredibly powerful. They recognized me. They knew everything about me. I felt completely naked in front of them. Um, and um, after that, they removed them. And I was able to see they took me because they, they wanted to show me. It was such an impactful, emotional uh, experience that they wanted to show me what emotions and what this experience was all about. So they showed me planet Earth and they zoomed down to a single flower in a field and down to the molecular level of a petal where I began to see what it was. And it was energy, vibration. It was like a code, literally. It was like an algorithm that was putting together this, this object. And then they would show me New York City and they showed me the people walking down the streets. They showed me the souls, how the life force is really what is inhabiting this, this illusion of a physical body. And then many other things in addition to that. So when I got back to my room, it was six in the morning from 3.33 exactly to 6.15 in the morning. And I was laying at the end of my bed upside down and I had dirty feet. I had my pajama bottoms were gray and, um, my face felt like it was burned by the sun. I had sensitivity all over my body. I felt like I got hit by a truck. And uh, as a, the next day, I spent the entire Sunday in bed, just out of it completely. Um, I told my parents, I called them and I, and I let them know what happened. And they were very supportive, very kind, you know, as best as they could be. Um, but I didn't know if I should call the police. I didn't know if I should call the hospital. I mean, I just was not prepared for something like this. And Monday, uh, and, and you have to understand that I also didn't have any kind of understanding or education of ET in any level, not even sci-fi really. So I didn't really know how to navigate the idea of this, you know. So Monday when I went to teach my meditation class, it was like Karen was just saying the sensitivity was just overwhelming. I mean, I could feel 
on my skin, people's emotions. I could feel what they were thinking. I could feel, you know, just, it was just un unbelievable. And um, I can explain what that was about in just a minute, you know, we'll go into that. But as a result, it took me three months, literally, to be able to even go to the grocery store because it was just too much. So I just spent three months in my room, continuing to meditate, continuing to dive deep. It completely shifted my perspective of everything that I thought was true up until that point, even though I had been deprogramming my programs. It took me to a level where, okay, I had dismantled programs of society because of my meditation work, Look, looking at what the structure of society, looking at you know, uh, our relationships, the roles that we play as humans, the roles that we play, um, just the role that religion plays at all of these groups. And so it kind of took me to the next step, which was essentially this interdimensionality that we are all living in and that we're interacting with. And so it actually plays a tremendous role in what we're doing. And it is really the next step of, of, of human right, the human race and where we're kind of uh, headed towards now at this time. Um, so it's really important to understand that. And that's what I do now. I dedicate my time to educating people on how to work with this multidimensionality, what it's about, what is holographic DNA, you know, and, and um, go deeping into that. So, uh, yeah, so I, uh, 2017, I had a hypno hypnosis uh, regression. And I had been really meditating, clearing and understanding more and more. I took a couple years off, uh, actually a few years off in between that experience and this hypnotherapy, uh, because I had was partnered with someone. I was hoping to have the white picket fence and the whole idea of, of getting married and, and family. Uh, but it just wasn't fitting because, again, uh, because of this dismantling, it just didn't feel genuine. It didn't feel like it was something that was needed. Um, and there were many questions about that. So it didn't fit. So I sold my business. I ended that partnership. Um, and I decided to dive deep into these topics to understand even deeper. And the hypnotherapy was the first thing where I believe it was kind of like a clean slate. I began to download all this information. I was shown a map, a historic map that took us all the way back to Mesopotamia until now to show the evolution of mankind, to show the history of our human race, um, at least one perception of it, um, to kind of understand what we are um, and what the hybridization program, what our spiritual evolution is about. So that's kind of what I do now. So that's a um kind of recap oh my god it's it's an incredible incredible story and um what you're saying is just ringing so many bells for me right now <laughs> as i've been going through this intense like four-week period and i had this mm -hmm. aha moment just as you were speaking i've got a million more questions and if anybody else has some questions shirley says yeah hey shirley uh please Put them in the chat or put your hand up and let me know but um so you know as we're going through this covid crisis um most people know on the call that i've been sick for about three or four weeks uh just knocked me flat um it is has been this dna upgrade dna reprogramming which has happened to me many times before we had covid you know and i've been a lot sicker than i've been lately but um just hearing hearing how you couldn't go outside couldn't go to the supermarket couldn't do any of that that's what I've been going through lately and also that's what I went through in my 30s more so in my 30s than anything when I started doing energy like meditation that you were talking about and, and energy 
um, healing workshops, like learning about energy healing and expanding my psychic ability, just that sensitivity that you were talking about. Uh, do you want to explain more about what's happening with the DNA, the DNA reprogramming? Like what's going on with us? Yes, sure. Let's, uh, let's dive deep into that. So uh, first, I just, let's... I just want to... Yes. The aha moment that I had when you were speaking is, um, and I'm going to use the you know different language so that youtube doesn't take this off but you know the the rollout of a specific allopathic remedy i feel like that's trying to suppress this this flu frequency what was it frequency upgrade frequency light upgrade flu you know this sort of flu that we can go through that has this incredible detoxification and shift in our crystalline, our carbon structure. What, what do you think about that, Geraldine? You know, my thoughts about what's happening are, are a little complex, a little a little different um, in terms of the, these upgrades. I do believe that it's, it's, I think that any challenging experience that a human is going to, especially within the body, is meant for an evolution, right? It's meant that fusion that is caused by any kind of stress or anxiety, or uh, illness even is is a restructuring of the entire body. So that is that is known. Um, however, there are, there there are many aspects to this uh, situation that is goes even beyond that. It goes into the collective, and many humans right now are readjusting to a new way of the connection with the mind body in order to master this body going forward in ways that we have not done in the past. It's this incredible wake up from a hypnosis that we've been in for quite some time now to help us readdress what illness even is. And I think one of the things that this uh, situation has caused us is that um, the manipulation of fear, the manipulation of the lower aspects of our, our body, um, you know, um, cause us to uh, create all kinds of things within the physical body. And if we understand that illness is very much in the mind, it's, it's a mental thing. This is where we begin to completely understand that we have the power to eliminate illness. And that in the mind, the mastery of the mind and the emotions allows this system to become a balanced system of co-creation rather than counter-creation. So anyone that has experienced this uh, illness over the past, uh, whatever, two years that we've been going through, um, you know, is in a sense experiencing for many reasons. I think, I think that the teachers that are experiencing this need to go through this process in order to teach how to overcome. Because the work that is occurring, as you were just mentioning a minute ago, that the senses become completely kind of covered and then the other aspect of your senses become magnified. Now there's two sides to this. There's two things that are happening. Our field, our body, which is multidimensional, it's an organism of many layers. We have 13 layers. When something like this enters into the body, a lot of times these layers become damaged and open. And so we need to learn how to repair our energetic field, which is an extension. It's a holographic projection of the chakra system. Everything that's happening in the chakra, everything that's stored there, this is multiple lifetimes because they're all occurring simultaneously. 
we are accessing that information and it becomes uh, present in the physical, depending on what you're experiencing right now. So this is an incredible moment of playing and just exploring, I should say, not really playing, but exploring how we have the mastery to eliminate this illness out of the body. And I think a lot of people that are very high level masters of healing a lot of times they're they're the ones that are that are getting this. It's it's both sides, of course. People that that also don't master that are experiencing in order to learn how to master it. But um, the amazing thing, because I I also had this experience early last year, um, is that we are learning how to transmute and how to speak to the cells and regenerate and and basically uh, change the way that we are communicating with the body. So this is a very powerful thing that extends out to our uh, outer layers, our non-physical aspect. Now, another aspect that's interesting is dream time because in dream time is actually when we're doing the majority of our work, the majority of our profound spiritual work. We are more active when we leave the body. We are traveling to different uh, you know, timelines, spaces, we're doing all kinds of work, everything that we're not doing in the physical, we're doing in that non-physical realm. And so a lot of times when the body becomes uh, incapacitated during this time, it's because we are called to do the things that we weren't doing in the in this astral planes in these non-physical levels. And so we need to integrate and the power of integration, we, you know, what is integration? Integration is the awakening of fragments of ourselves. And the awakening means that we bring it present into the physical timeline. We are awakening that strand of our DNA, that aspect of our DNA into this moment. Uh, our DNA, uh, the part that writes the protein that makes this physical body is a very small percentage, but the other side of that, all, all that we call junk DNA is actually man managing a morphogenetic field that is intercommunicating with many different aspects around us. And so our ability to begin to tune in to that communication happens through the sixth sense, which is your intuitive body, the sense that feels beyond just a physical, tactile, visual aspect of our reality. That's where things are really happening. And this... Um, this uh, situation that's happening in the world is meant to, in a sense, you can say it's targeting, but it's highlighting that part of us so that we can bring it up in a notch because <laughs> it's necessary. Um, in this world that we're living in right now, we're kind of, and I hate to use this, I, this concept, but I think it's something that many can relate to is the concept of, of a kind of war, but I, I don't really want to use that kind of description, but it helps us understand the challenge that is uh, occurring for the human in this time as we are choosing between the organic and the non-organic right now, okay? Because uh, this is happening in levels that we really, we, you know, we haven't even reached yet, but what's happening behind the scenes in our society is the creation and structure of a non-physical intelligence, an artificial intelligence 
Um, and the more that we pull away from that, uh, I think that this event that happened globally was meant to interrupt that process. So this is an important time right now where we are choosing with every choice that we make, every breath that we take, whether we're on our phone, whether we're on the computer, whether we're you know glued to things, televisions and YouTubes, we pull away from that because the body requires the organic connection to nature in order to to regenerate. And this is your sleeping cycles. This is your eating, what you're eating. And more importantly, what you're doing with your energy, your life force, how you're cultivating your life force. So there's many different aspects to this. And it's a very important, wonderful, I think, opportunity for us to master these key elements that we're going to need moving forward here as a human race. Because, um, you know, it's not the first time that something like this will happen, but we need to program deeply into the brain what illness is and how we can transcend that you know so um what karen was experiencing with these incredible uh sensitivity is indeed uh, a sense of a a different layer of her multidimensionality. but we also need to learn how to master so for example when we have illness a lot of times our multidimensional body creates openings so we have to close them. We have to close every single layer from the first to the 13th dimensional layer of your body. And when you do that, immediately the life force returns back to the body and it has to be anchored because this virus, which is interesting, uh, energetically, it roots into the root uh, system of the physical body into the ground, in grounding cord. So where we have I think some people call it the star chakra. I just call it the earth chakra connecting to the root. It's where the root connects to the planet earth, to the plane of earth. And it goes into the center core of the planet. It attacks this aspect of the body, which completely messes up the entire organism. And it literally cuts off the connection to the senses in order to deactivate that, that the ability to, to connect to that those tools that the human has, right? And the root chakra is primarily when it's out of balance, it is playing on fear, right? So anytime that we use fear, that is what is being used against the organism. So any tiny little program that we have of fear, or more importantly, doubt in the self, this is where it, it causes problems for the body. So that has to be in, immediately uh, addressed. And once that is addressed, the entire organism can come back to balance almost immediately. And this is how quick this kind of healing work uh, can be. And of course, from the organic side, the body does have to process virus, but the symptoms and the side effects of what you're going to be feeling are going to be controlled and mastered in the body. You're going to be able to control them uh, and eliminate them quicker. Um, so this is this is a wonderful opportunity for us to do that work. Um, so let me let me jump in to uh, talking a little bit about the multidimensional body. And I actually have a, a PowerPoint that I can share. Is that is that okay? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I just wanted to add a couple of things. God, what you're yes. saying is just so pertinent to what I've been through for the last few weeks. Um, it's funny what you were saying. Like when I first went through this flu symptom, now what did flu stand for? F, frequency light upgrade. That's right, flu, frequency light upgrade. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I got that from somebody on, um, on Facebook, so that's not mine. I won't own that. 
was when I was in my 30s and somebody said to me, do you want to come and do a DNA course? And I said, a what? And they're explaining it to me on the phone and they're saying, oh, blah, blah, blah. It's about upgrading our DNA. You know, there's more than two strands of DNA. There's 12 strands and blah, blah, blah. And they're just sort of talking all this stuff that I had no idea what they were talking about. But in that moment, I was like, yep, I'm coming. You don't need to explain anything more to me. I'm coming. So that's when I started to expand the light body um, which a lot of people are offering. I know that you are offering that in your sessions too. It, it, you know, it could be called many things. It be called, can be called expanding your psychic abilities or learning to channel or learning to meditate or it could be called so many things. And um, it's, it's all what you're talking about. It's all this shift in, our, um, in the way we operate as human beings on earth, right? Exactly right. It is. It is very much. It's basically we're redefining what reality is essentially because what reality is is a hologram that we're projecting and creating right so when you understand really what that means it's like all of a sudden you realize okay i'm not a victim of anything doesn't matter what it is doesn't matter what dimension it's coming from i master and i create and i'm meeting constantly aspects of myself in this group all of you are aspects of me i'm meeting myself over and over again when i have these kinds of interdimensional experiences i'm meeting aspects of myself so it really changes the perspective of yourself as a human and how you're kind of navigating this world and I think that's very necessary right now because uh, a lot of times there's there's a lot of overflow of information you know but it's important to go back to the architecture of man uh, of what we are as humans which uh, we're a holographic projection and there is an incredibly beautiful intelligence to this hologram that is self-balancing when we understand that in that surrender there's a certain level of surrender that we need to take the human body is able to self-balance but that surrender is the hardest thing for the human to do because we are in a three-dimensional plane in which contrast and cause and effect is the name of the game you know so how do you surrender when everything around you is constantly doing something you know doing, to yeah. you around you you know um so it, this is the kind of gentle reprogramming that we have to do and i i'm very uh, passionate about hopefully trying to create programs for parents to help prepare our children because the next generation is where our attention first we need to master ourselves but we need to hold space for the children because the more that we teach them, I see children at the eight toddlers that are glued to the screen. You know, my goodness, like how can we possibly be doing that? And uh, when you understand what technology is, technology is not just a screen. It's not an, an innocent, non-active uh, thing. You know, it is also uh, an artificial consciousness, you know, in a sense. Um, it is an aspect of an artificial uh, artificiality that is mimicking consciousness is what I should say. And so that is difficult because from the backside of that, it has a way of entering into our system. It has an organic aspect that enters into our system subconsciously. Literally, it is like, a, like an entity and it looks like it has tentacles on this other dimensional plane, okay? And when we clear our bodies, when I do healing sessions, we're removing these tentacle, these things that look like strings out of the body because this is what becomes manifested in the physical and begins to block the flow of life force. 
So we need to be very aware of that. And of course, it is an interaction. It is self-created. It is because, because we allow ourselves to go into the hypnosis and into this unawareness. And the unawareness is, is, um, is not productive for the human. I'll say that. It's, it's improductive. It's counter-creative. Yeah. Um, so that's what we're going to uh, learn about now. Let yeah. me kind of show you a little bit. Let me give you some visuals because I'm a visual person. Mm-hmm. And hopefully maybe some of these visuals can help. Let me come over here. I just wanted to, to say about the AI television, computer screens, everything. It is a programming system. It's programming us. Yeah. And yes. it, it, it has been in the last couple of years. You know, I went on uh, media 12 years ago because I realized how programmed we all are with our media systems. And then um, and so I just wanted to put some different messages out there, like, you know, teach people about deliberate, how they can be deliberate in their thinking and they don't have to be programmed by media or society or what their family thinks or their culture thinks or their country thinks and or their politicians think. And uh, I have never seen it work so effectively as in the last couple of years, the programming. And people don't realise yeah. that they're not actually thinking for themselves. They're being thought and it's coming yes. through this AI system, but also like what we're doing right now, live on YouTube and talking to this group on Zoom is we're also using that same technology to deprogram, to, to like wake people up. So we can use the technology both ways, right, Geraldine? Exactly, exactly. Yes. And thank you for pointing that out because that is true. It is a tool that is so powerful, but we have to learn how to use it, right? Um, it is it is a tool that does bring us together, but it's an artificial gathering. We have to learn how to come together. Uh, literally, we have to train our telepathy. And when we're away from that, when you go into nature, you become telepathic, you become intuitive, you can even communicate and you can even connect in dream time with people from around the world. Um, you know, I've, I've experienced that. And I know many of my clients experience that as well, but that nobody would know that unless they take the time to, to, to experiment what that's like away from technology. So again, it's mimicking what's natural. The problem is that we're not taking the time to educate ourselves on our, our, what we are. And so now we have uh, a technology that has taken the time to understand very profoundly what we are, how we function to the subconscious subliminal level and use that against us without our education about that and they just tell us oh this is not true this other stuff is true this entertaining stuff is true um, and so we become confused and split and we don't we can't even trust what we feel what we know is true we begin to doubt that so those kinds of overlays have to be removed as quick as possible and uh, that connection to the body has to be created so that we can understand you know what we're dealing with um, so let me show you just really briefly i'm going to share this little presentation with you that I have shared. Um, and uh, let me just, so uh, what is the, the human body when the soul uh, basically comes into the physical body at the moment of conception? It's literally the moment of conception that creates a spark of life force that is encoded with information of both ancestral lineages. Both ancestral lineages are providing um, data and information on a collective vibrational signature. So every single ancestral lineage has a vibrational signature. And so these two lineages, we think that our unions with one another is just by chance. Um, but in fact, the organism as an intelligent organism of cells, imagine that you are 
it's not it's more than imagination it is it is an understanding that we we are really the cells of this earth and the earth is a cell of a universe and the universe is a cell of a multiverse and so on and so forth we are living inside of these structures um, of intelligence that interact with one another and so as a human when you incarnate into the physical body here your role is a part of an intelligent design that makes up a whole. So a lot of people I hear sometimes my clients tell me, I don't think I belong here. I'm sick of being here. I never want to incarnate on earth again. I hate earth. Um, you know, I, it's, it's, it's funny sometimes because if you would understand what you have, what happened, what you are, it's this system of consciousness that has brought so many things together in order to create your unique vessel in the family that you're in, in the, in the, even the city that you live in, even the house that you live in with the neighbors that you have, the, the countries, the cultures, the religions that you've come across, all of that is a, is a vibrational signature that is necessary to maintain a certain frequency as part of the balance of the whole. Okay, so when this uh, human soul enters into the body, um, literally, it's like a prism that as you enter into the third dimensional plane, it begins to uh, fragment into this spectrum of frequency, and you are that spectrum of frequency. The, the, the way that that frequency organizes within the body in the three dimensional plane, it starts at the root, the lower uh, frequency going all the way up into the crown, all the way up to the 13th dimensional plane, and you are all of those dimensional planes. There is nothing separate your cell is a, a, a sphere of life force. And so a couple of things happen as it comes into the attaching of the physical body, as it organizes itself in this intelligent design spectrum of life force, um, you're also connecting to the holographic DNA system of planet Earth, which is what we know as the Akash, for example. It's a record of all the histories that have taken place in and around this cell that we call Earth and the cell that we call the human race. Um, and this ancestral uh, DNA uh, going into the cellular structure of the human body is basically a record keeper of the many uh, incarnations and simultaneous aspects of yourself that you have access to through your expression. All of that is in your DNA. All of that is currently writing. Uh, it, it is accessing simultaneous aspects of yourself. So in other words, you have, you have access to all fragments of yourself at all times. This is how hypnotherapy is, is able to function. We're able to access past lives. You could have been, you could have been Queen Elizabeth, you could have been an Arturian. You can access both of those in one session, for example. Now, what are we accessing? The interesting thing about that is that the, just the way that vibrational frequency also organizes itself in a spectrum. Um, so does so does information and free vibrational frequencies on a collective level in something that we can define as archetypes. Okay, that's, that's one way to put it, right? And so in, in other words, somehow we are organizing ourselves in 13 main archetypes and we seem to experience all these different archetypes, which is why we have, for example, the queen archetype. You could have been Cleopatra, Queen Elizabeth, um, 
any, any, any king or queen that you may think of. Uh, and you can also be some kind of ET species and it can go through any of these main archetypes because we are also organizing with our own human mind uh, ET species in, in certain levels, okay? So all of this information, uh, which I know all of you are quite privy to, you all know it very well about the chakra system, but every single one of our vibrational frequencies in the body is also expressed in, in our galaxy as the planets uh, and, and more immediately from the sun all the way to, uh, you know, Pluto uh, in our in our uh, solar system, but then beyond that, um, the or the frequencies and this intelligence organizes itself in this similar way. Now, this design is for this current timeline. The way that the universe is structured, in a way, uh, let me come back to this slide. Hold on, I'll come back to it. The way that the universe is structured um, is that we are kind of moving through a giant spiral of a Fibonacci, uh, uh, an expression of a Fibonacci sequence. And um, what that means is that the different dimensional planes that we're moving through um, allow us, oh, I guess it's not in this one. Um, sorry. Um, I don't know where that picture is, but uh, you you know what the Fibonacci uh, sequence looks like. It, it, it allows itself to fold into cell-similar layers of information, but the layer that we're currently in right now is the 13th dimensional plane. Uh, and the 13th dimensional expression of that, of that cyclical movement means that all organisms are have access to their 13th dimensional layer of their body up to their 13th dimensional chakra just like this is showing uh the dimensional layers of the body we have access to that so we can we can explore and move around in those dimensional planes and as we uh work with the information we begin to understand how to activate the human body now today we want to talk about how to use this information for our you know everyday navigation um, one of the things that uh, is really important in regards to working with the chakra system is that because the three-dimensional plane here on Earth is mainly manipulating the first three chakras when we're not conscious, it is targeting the imbalanced aspects of our first three chakras. Now, what are they? I'm sure a lot of you are quite familiar with what they are, but the first three chakras primarily are all the primal uh, aspects of ourselves. The root is the fear, for example, when it's out of balance. The sacral is the imbalanced relationships and emotions. And the solar plexus is, is whether you feel empowered or disempowered. So those three main things are what are used to manipulate and move around, uh, you know, the way that you feel, what you're doing in life, and how you're interacting with one another. So they're, they're also, Geraldine, they're also our survival instincts. You exactly. Know? Yeah, yeah. And, and feeling like we're, we can't survive, whether we get sick and, and die, or whether we haven't got enough money to survive. And there's that sort of, yeah, survival thing. So that's those lower chakras. Go on, go on, go on. Exactly. So perfect. Exactly. So basically, it's it's speaking to your house, you know, your house, which is this physical body, which is a temporary illusion. Uh, it's a it's a hologram. It's a hologram of um, of an aspect of yourself that is named Geraldine in this physical body. And so exactly what Karen was saying, that it is this survival aspect of yourself. 
but the reason why it's survival is because again, we're in a three-dimensional plane in which cause and effect creates this friction. But the friction in internally in the body, literally at a chemical level, because we are more chemical electrical um, beings actually. Um, and the fusion that is caused by uh, the process of awakening um, is actually one of the most powerful things that we can embody in the physical body. If, you, if you're feeling anger in one moment and you transmute that into a feeling of love, you are literally working with electrical and chemical aspects of your body and changing the frequency on more than just the way that you're processing what you're experiencing. So the mastery of that is essential to maintaining health and balance in the body. When we do not create uh, energetic hygiene, when we don't focus on our energetic hygiene, we end up looking like this guy over here on the left, right? We, we have tears in our auric field. And I, I, I'm saddened to say that a lot of the average people that come to, uh, to work with me that haven't had a previous experience, we all look like this, right? When we're not constantly aware of our energetic body, we literally have tears in our body and we feel exhausted, we feel drained. All of those things are not the normal human. So we need to be aware of that. We need to have such an understanding of our surroundings and ourselves that we understand, you know, what is health? And unfortunately, a lot of us, we don't know what health is yet because um, we, we haven't learned how to cultivate and work with our emotions. The majority of our life force is drained through the unconscious and subconscious emotions that we are not addressing. And it literally manifests into a physical form because uh, the vibrational frequency of an emotion, when it comes into the body, it hasn't manifested yet. Let's say something triggers you and then it causes an emotion. You have a choice. There's a, there's a microsecond where you can make a choice. And in the beginning, you, let's say you choose anger, you become angry. Your entire body will adjust to that. Literally, your chakras are moving and your chakras are a spherical, a spherical thing. Remember, it's not just a tiny vortex that is just there in the body. If you look at the bottom right-hand corner of the screen to look at this, this is how they connect to the spinal cord and into the physical organs and the body, but it's actually a sphere. So over here, if we look at this vortex extending out on the uh, perimeter of the body, it's ending, ending up looking at like this picture here in the left. It's, it's a sphere, actually. It's a sphere all around you. That's your chakra. And it is like an antenna that is constantly receiving information externally. So this is incredibly important because if we don't understand what our chakras are doing, we're not, we, we and, and then we keep repeating the same suffering over and over again, triggers, same toxic relationships, same blockages in our life where we can't move forward. This is why, because we haven't addressed the root problem of our uh subconscious programs so it's really i, yes. I want to just reiterate something that you said that was key we yes. don't as humans on earth at this time the majority i would say do not understand health because we don't understand our emotional body yeah like i i as you said that i thought about a girlfriend's mother who had a, a partner who was a, uh, quite a famous tennis player. He was an older man. He was in his 60s at the time, but super, super, super fit and an advocate of health and then dropped dead, bang, of a heart attack on the tennis court. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but, 
you know, like people, we we're only looking at the physical aspects, you know, just our diet and our exercise and not taking into account that being pissed off or angry or angry at our government or angry at our partners or resentful, like we're not taking any of that in as a part of our physical health, our physical health. It, it's such a key. It's so key, Geraldine. So perfect. Thank you so much. You're absolutely correct. And this is, this is actually the key to health that I think many, I think uh, in our modern uh, medicine, you know, we're beginning to kind of tap into these energetic things. For example, we have hypnosis now, uh, you know, that's now being implemented for procedures uh, and for keeping people calm because, and for recovery, because they know that when you keep the the body positive, of course, the system can collaborate uh, and, and begin to restore quicker and heal better. So keeping that vibration high is essential to our well-being. It is, it is the fountain of youth. It is the fountain of life force. And it is the key to non-illness, you know? Um, And so, yeah, thank you so much for that. So, yeah, so there's many uh, uh, important aspects that, but but when, in order to uh, control that, the majority of us are walking around with the root wide open or, you know, off to a side uh, with whatever side it's more open in, it'll tell you where you are in balance, feminine or masculine. Um, and then when you learn how to control that, so here's something that I will I leave you with, is that you can learn how to close the first three chakras in meditation, completely aware of your energetic field, so that you can begin to access the true information that, that is residing in your body. You can begin to access the holographic data that is being stored in your body unconsciously. And this is where you're going to be able. So don't walk around like this with your closed chakras all day, because what this is, as you open your heart chakra, your throat and your third eye, you are literally activating the psychic abilities in your organism. You are tuning in and training your intuitive self. So if you do that, you're going to be more awake and more aware of interdimensional uh, activity. So you might see, I don't know, a beings, a, a ghost, something like this. You might see these things. So of course, don't be afraid. You're just tuning into a different level of our reality. Um, and one of the most powerful chakras is the crown chakra, because the crown is where this source comes in to the physical. And whatever you're doing in your crown defines your experience because this is where the physical turns into the non-physical turns into the physical. So you can literally change and manage the vibrational frequency of your whole organism through the crown. We all have a vibrational signature that we're vibrating at. When we understand what that is, we understand what needs to heal, what emotions need to be uh, worked on, the shadow work that needs to happen. Um, And you also understand how to begin to navigate and choose and discern what is good for you, what is in alignment with you. Because not everyone has to be doing certain things. We all need to be conscious and aware of what our needs are. So this is very powerful tools that you can use that are very easy to do and implement in your life right now. Um, So let me actually close this. Uh, So that's just something that I wanted to share with you. 
And um, all of this data that is in our energetic body is stored in the holographic DNA. Now, what is the holographic DNA? A lot of us are familiar with epigenetics. And epigenetics state that uh, our environment, you know, very much and, and what we're eating affects the, the protein that's being written by the DNA. So what that means is not that we're helpless to our environment. What it means is that we have a choice and we have the power to the moment that those set that 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 the the DNA or has has these little hairs, they're they're like little readers. Okay, just imagine your DNA has these little readers. Data vibrational information comes in, let's say a virus. And if it touches here the virus, and if your readers say, oh yes, illness yes, illness, I can become sick, it enters into the system and begins to activate. However, there is a way that when this comes into the body, we direct and say, no, we don't require this in the physical body at this time, then it does not affect the physical body in the same way. So this understanding, we need to understand because it's the same with food. We, this is how people and some yogis experiment with poison and they drink the poison. They can drink a gallon of poison and it doesn't affect their physical body. This is how powerful we are. We need to remember that, but we need to embody that and practice it in our everyday. And um, how we can do that in a in practical manner with emotions is when something is triggering us emotionally, we immediately return to center. And I created an acronym called Ground, Protect, Align, Co-Create, which is us grounding to the center of the earth. We are the earth. We are an extension of the earth. So when we embody that, uh, our five senses are in tune and we're able to observe. Protection means being aware of your multidimensionality. What are your what are your bodies doing? What is your first body doing? What is your 13th body doing? Does it have holes in it? Is it whole? Are you aware? You can decide what you allow into your space. And uh, uh, align, sorry, <laughs> grounding, protecting, aligning is the chakras, right? So what are your chakras doing? The majority of us are out of balance. Let's bring that into balance. So we're gonna, we're gonna control the chakras right now, bringing the root into a balanced state, about three inches, the sacral into a balanced state, the solar into a balanced state, and you're gonna feel it. You're gonna feel, literally feel it. It literally feels like for women, a Kegel exercise, or for men when they're holding their tummy in and they feel that sensation, imagine doing that with your energetic body. You will feel it over time, okay? So you actually can, can feel that movement. Your heart, you're gonna open up. Your throat, you're gonna open up. And your third eye, you're gonna open up. The third eye wants to be open the largest. So you look like this throughout your day. Most of us are like this, of course, no, no intuitive connection, no guidance, fear. This is how we live like this. When we're balanced, we are more open at the top. When we are in reading state, we are wide open at the top. So we're able to come into meditation and connect and allow that life force to anchor through. And this also has another mechanism, which is the movement of your body, because we are vortices. Just the way that your chakra is a vortex, you are a vortex of energy. And so this is the other side of the energetic aspect of yourself, that when these chakras are not properly aligned, your vortex is stagnant, slow, sluggish. Your energy is sluggish.
blockage. When you begin to activate and work with that energy, clear blockages out, your vortex is spinning powerful. And I see this with people that meditate, with yogis, with um, with nuns and monks. I see their, their first three are really nice and solid and you can see a beautiful spin in their body. People that are ill and sick, their vortex is either sometimes with severe illness, even inverted, or just not moving or moving very slow, very slow. You know, so this is this is important to remember in your meditation to be mindful of that. And the faster your vortex is moving, the higher your vibration is, the more health you are able to embody in the body. And I'll, I'll kind of Wow. <clears throat> amazing. Geraldine, you are just amazing. You really are. Um, you. There's, there's so many things I want to say to that. Uh, I remember speaking to Jamie Butler, an amazing um, uh, psychic uh, healer teacher who was talking about her little boy who was about four who got sick and she asked her little boy to look into his energy field and to uh, just, just to say, what are you seeing? And he said, it's not spinning. It's not spinning. He could see that his um, solar plexus chakra was not spinning properly. And she said to him, well, what do you think you should do? And he said, I don't know. He's like about four. And she said, well, what do you think you should do? I spin it? She said, well, how do you do that? And it's just like with your mind. So as I'm listening to you, and I'm sure as everyone else is listening to you, they're like, how do I look at my chakras? How do I know if my chakras are out of balance? Like how, how, how? And the answer to that question would be, look. And as we expand that intuitive, empathic, psychic, third eye feeling sense, we can feel it. We can know it. We can see it. So as we expand those, those other ways of operating outside the physical senses, that's how we know what our multidimensional energy bodies are doing, right? So he started spinning his little, you know, his thing. And he also could see the color of it. He was saying it's not the right color and it's not spinning. And he just did it in his mind. And then he got so exciting. He got physically better. There's a question here from Diane. Does the sensitivity of physical symptoms relate in any way to the levels of upgrade? And she says, I've been ill with the virus, the same as Karen but my physical symptoms weren't as severe. Where are you, Diane? Yeah. Parity of physical yeah. symptoms related to level level upgrade. I became ill with the virus and things like that. Okay. Um, yeah, there's there's different parts to this. Um, it, it really is all in the mind and how, how we're dealing with it. But um, we need to look at the root, uh, the root belief system because we all have different root belief systems. So... This virus is highlighting the parts of our belief systems that need support. Um, so let's take a look at that. So, uh, you know, it can be anywhere from um, uh, understanding that your mind has the power over the body. It can be any little tiny seed of doubt that we have in the body. Um, and also uh, with our everyday habits, you know, how are we maintaining this body? Are we drinking? Are we doing? We're not we're not immune to the natural things that we need to do for the organism. We need to drink water and uh, we need to maintain balance in the body. We need to eat things that are nourishing and cleansing for the body. And I am not a kind of person that wants to advocate any kind of specific diet because I think everyone's different. But what I do more importantly advocate is the intuition and eating intuitively 
nourishing the body intuitively. And that really requires silence. We need to have inner, uh, you know, calm and, and then we have to have cultivate that silence so that we can listen. And so when you have not a craving from the little bugs that are in the body or the, you know, the, what do they call them? You know, um, the biome, the biome that, that microbiome. Yeah. Yeah, the microbiome, right? So when that microbiome is out of balance, it's going to ask for sugar and for things like that. And, right. and that survival mechanism that a lot of time is serving a part of us that is has an emotional imbalance, right? So we need to address those parts. So we're not listening to that. We're listening to the intuitive, to the whole, the collective whole, the whole body knows what it needs. Um, and so as we build these practices, when we have any kind of illness, it can be common flu, common flu, doesn't matter what it is, um, we begin to kind of uh, provide support for the organism in that way. And um, it's very important to listen intuitively to what you need. And this is including with, um, with even, uh, what do they call the, you know, the, I don't, I don't want to say the word, but the, what did you say? You said a medicine earlier. Oh, the allopathic yeah. remedy, the rollout of yes. the allopathic remedy. <laughs> That's yes. my code for you. Okay, know. perfect. So let's use that one. I like that. So even, even with that, just listening to your intuition to see if, you know, that's something that you need or something that you know. But the most important thing is even when you do have that, that you understand that your body is always going to be in harmony. Now, um, I just recently came back from a retreat with uh, Bruce Lipton, wow. and um, we talked about this um, medicine and uh, the allopathic remedy and um, the, you know, the, the side effects that are being shown as a result of that seem to be more long lasting and more severe long term as opposed to just getting this, uh, you know, virus now. So, so we need to kind of understand, and I highly strongly suggest to look at his perspective on that because it's incredibly interesting. And he literally has, um, you know, uh, some of the scientific research behind that and how it affects the body, the cellular structure of the body, how, how it affects the telomeres, how those telomeres are being affected and more so how uh, the RNA binds to the cells and long-term spreading throughout the entire body and potentially targeting the immune system of the body long-term, you know? So those things are something that we need to become aware of. We're not, uh, not listening to science because science is incredibly powerful way of understanding our body on a deep level, you know? So, so these are some things that we, we want to look at. Um, but most importantly, uh, it's, it's the emotions. What are the emotions doing? Is there doubt? Is there fear? Um, do we doubt our ability to heal ourselves? Do we doubt our ability to overcome what we're experiencing? Are we tired emotionally? Is our soul tired? Yeah. So addressing that and knowing that we're supported, knowing that we are this uh, creation of healing. You know, I think that most humans don't even understand what true health is because I think yeah. that we live in this dumbed down state. And when we feel, you know, semi-good, we, we say we're healthy but we don't even understand the freedom of what we could be, like how we could feel, like that emotional freedom, that physical freedom from craving. So for me, for instance, 
so for people that are just tuning in or that didn't hear the beginning of this conversation, I've been sick with the flu for the last three or four weeks. It was something I asked for, Geraldine. So as a creator of my yeah. reality, yeah. I had I had some um, programming um, around food that especially sugar addiction that I was really asking to overcome, like stop, you know, I'd go to the supermarket and buy food that I, I knew I didn't want to buy, but I'd still buy it. Like there was this sort of addiction, I suppose. And I was really asking to overcome that. And it absolutely, I have absolutely overcome that with what I've been through. So getting sick is something I actually asked for because I asked to deprogram some of the programs, physical as well as emotional and spiritual programs that I had and this this flu that I've had has really knocked them out it's amazing my whole eating pattern has changed I couldn't eat for about two weeks actually I had no taste no smell and I couldn't eat and I just you know dropped weight but um yeah be careful what you ask for because you might get it and so so for you Diane being sick um and when I was thinking a lot of my friends in Australia got sick around the same time yeah. so everyone's saying oh you're catching the problem you're catching but I sat and thought about it when I could because I couldn't think for a couple of weeks. And everyone that got sick, I had listened to them complain about being overworked, overstressed, needing a holiday, end of the year. And this, this sort of sickness just brought them down so that they could not work, could not do. Like you, cleverly, instead of getting sick, went and did a silent retreat for two weeks, which Oh, don't worry. I, I, I also ask for sickness sometimes, trust me. And I love your honesty in that because it helps us as humans under call us, call ourselves out on the things that we do, because it's so true. We ask for it. You're a hundred percent correct. I know I ask um, for it. I yeah. mean, it's not pleasant to go through, but yeah. I, and, and, the, and the way to overcome this, um, you know, reprogramming or DNA upgrade or flu or, you know, virus or whatever people want to call it. Because I think there's a lot more going on than what the mainstream media are pumping out and what a lot of what a lot of people on the internet are pumping out. There's so much more going on that we will understand yes. collectively in years to come. Yes. I don't know how many years to come, but we will understand collectively what exactly what we've been going through in the last few yes. years. And I don't think that many people have a clue about exactly what's going on yeah. but um I lost my train of thought there anyway I forgot what I was going to say I was going to say something oh another question here you yeah. Shirley do you want to come on and ask your question where are you thank you, you for your patience well I found my microphone hello do you, do you want to come on camera Hi. where are you oh camera yes here we go um I've got to yes, find she's on camera. Oh, I, I, I see on. you yeah, I again. see you, Shirley. <laughs> Poof. I've developed invisibility and re-visibility. Um, for about 10 days, week 10 days, I can feel something's trying to get me like all over. And I was like, oh, those sound like the symptoms. But I've been taking good care of myself and being happy. But it's still there, you know? Like, and it's, I'm like, oh, should I go out? Should I expose people to this? Should I just... And then today in our call, I heard two messages, one to surrender to, to illness and see what it has to teach you. The other is to close up your openings and, and become a higher vibrational human. Yes. And um, so I'm, I'm thinking what would be the best 
is there a choice here? Do I, is yeah. the lesson that I'm wondering? Um. You're amazing. Uh, yeah, I love that you're in this point of awareness. Um, you know, uh, you absolutely have a choice. And so this is where, as it's a perfect example, because uh, we need to clear our auric field because what's been happening the past couple of weeks, lots, lots of things have been happening in our life in the past couple of weeks. So, um, you know, happiness is good, but it has to be an inner profound peace. You know, where is there stress? Where are we unsure about things? Where are we unsure about where the future is going or, or our work or our career or relationships? Um, and so um, the surrender has to happen in the parts that we're resisting. So what in our life are we resisting? You know, so we need to surrender to those parts. And so address the fear that might rise from those things that we're resisting, because resistance is actually what, what causes and allows illness to come in, because we're not wanting to see something in the body. So if we look at the multidimensional body here in the solar plexus, for example, there's a lot of stuff going on there so in meditation i strongly suggest like you know running energy i teach something called running energy where we begin to move the energy of the body and pull out all this heaviness that's in the solar plexus okay and that's going to be connected to the spinal cord it's going to be connected to down to the uterus and into the pineal gland so pull that out and you will begin to feel more calm. I am exactly in the same situation. I've been feeling little things coming up in the past, uh, you know, couple of weeks and, and I, I see it and I observe it and I say, okay, let's sit down and meditate. And what I find is all kinds of things in my body. I find a fear of something that I saw a minute ago. I find um, a fear of the future. I find a fear of my current state. And so I remove those fears because fears are thought forms that if we keep them in our space and keep resisting seeing them, they lower in frequency until they reach physical form and physical form is illness essentially is what what that is right and so this is how we call in these things into the body so you look at it and before it becomes more physical you remove it because it's going to be an etheric yuckiness in your body so just pull it out pull out whatever it is if you feel it in the throat pull it out and it has messages for you. Listen to what's there. As you pull that out, it's like, okay, resistant to speak. Am I afraid of speaking? Am I afraid of my communication? What is it? Whatever it is, um, just acknowledge it right away and do the yeah, work. I've been throwing it out, pulling it out, but I haven't been listening to the message. So oh, it's coming okay. back. I've been like, oh, I'm going to get rid of this and I'm going to get rid of that. Like I'm some sort of magician, but I'm missing yeah yeah that, yeah that. it's more it's more than that and i'm glad that you brought that up because it's it's uh first we have to be very grounded okay so we have to ground down to the center of the earth you're you you are a pillar you have a pillar of white light that moves through your body and so when that when we have illness or where we're not grounded the pillar is distorted and it's cracked and it's missing pieces and most of the time we're missing the connection from there to down there and the whole center body is empty without the cord so we have to keep that cord. It's a, it's like a, um, a, what is it? Like a tube, basically, of light that runs through your body. So repair the tube all the way down. As it, re as you repair the tube, you're repairing all of the physical layers of the body and the astral layers of the body. So repair it all the way down, and keep it solid and anchor it in in the earth, really, really wide. And you're going to feel, sit with that energy, allow source to move through you. And as it moves through you, it's going to pick up all the debris out of the body mm. and just 
surrender in that moment, surrender, because sometimes we want to control what we're experiencing, what we're feeling. Just observe, just sit with that light moving through you and make sure that the belly muscles are released. Okay. Uh, there's a difference between, uh, you know, tensing uh, uh, the, the muscles, uh, the abs in order to create a nice strong core. And there's a difference between holding on to the muscles because we're in a state of anxiety and fear. So make sure you know how to di differentiate the differences and what that feels like. The majority of us were constrained like this and we don't even know it. We, we can have a very peaceful face, but, you know, our, 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 our bodies are all tensed up. So, you know, just breathing and allowing the oxygen to mindfully move through the body, uh, total body awareness is important. And as you're removing and you find the message in what you're removing, begin to work with that. Is it a fear? Okay, simple. What does that child aspect, the fragment of ourselves require in order to not feel that fear? And I want you to give it, let it understand that it has that available to it, but you have to understand how to give it to it. So allow yourself to provide that. And you're going to reintegrate, reintegrate until you feel more whole, more solid, um, and then move forward through your day and maintain your awareness of your whole body all the time, all the time. Okay. Yeah. And I want to just add Geraldine too, that, um, yeah. like I said, be careful what you ask for that people that are asking for spiritual enlightenment are more susceptible to this because spiritual enlightenment means to unravel, deprogram, let go, transmute, transform those programs, those limiting ideas, fears, doubts, worry, resentments that we hold in our, in our structure, right? And when we don't look at them or unravel them or work with them or meditate, it's going to happen anyway. If you're asking for it, it's going to happen. <laughs> feel like a bit of a sledgehammer moment, like bang. It's, yeah. it's, going, to, it's going to happen. So um, it's interesting. Uh, it, I just see Vladdy's got his hand up. Um, yeah, so you're more susceptible to illness, I suppose, the more you're asking to ascend or evolve or expand your psychic abilities, don't you think? Could be, it could be, but I don't want to make that a program because remember, everything is programs. Everything is belief systems. If our program is that illness is the only way I'm going to ascend and learn how to surrender. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's going to be your program. Yeah, not but the only way, but one of the ways. It can be one of yes. the ways. It's the yes. resistance that you were talking about. If you resist like what you're looking at in yourself that is um, any sort of dis distortion to love, then it, it's going to become louder, I suppose. Yeah, so, but the, yeah. that resistance can be overcome immediately with one moment of meditation and just checking into where that resistance is and addressing the need behind that resistance. Um, literally, I, I have uh, cured myself of terrible, terrible tooth pain that, I mean, I, it was just so overwhelming. I thought I was going to just pass out, right. you know, and um, from one moment to this, I was like, what am I doing? Like, why am I suffering in this pain? I need to heal this. And, um, you know, I went into the pain and in the pain was sorrow, 
it was like resentment. It was like anger. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, so what is this about? And I realized it was something to do with a family member and ancestral work. And so immediately I I unraveled that and I worked with it and the pain went away, like immediately. And I couldn't believe it. I mean, I told my dentist about it and everything. They were like, oh my gosh, that's great. But, you know, um, I don't know who else can recreate that, you know, but we can. And so every single illness and every ailment that we have, it's a message uh, and and it's information about what you're dealing with that has to be addressed. We have to go in there. In the pain is encoded uh, emotions. Yeah. So sit with the pain. And sometimes when you feel the pain and you address that, it lessens. And I, I have this experience with my clients every single day in my sessions. They come in with pains. And when they're done, they don't have the pain anymore because yeah. they addressed it. Yeah, um, yeah so that's is, important. Pain is communication. Laddie, do you want to come on yes. camera? Ca- camera? Yeah. Do you want to ask a question, huh? Yeah. Um, I just whenever I try to um, visualize my energy, and I ask myself what types of energy I've um, taken on, which are no longer comfortable or no longer beneficial to me. I try to always put them in the orb and basically shoot them out into space. But I notice often that whenever I do that, that the, those types of energies that I want to release, they really touch themselves quickly into my energies. And I have really a hard time of um, releasing them. So I'm wondering what exactly is it? Is it that I'm having way too much resistance towards it or are there any other things that are noticeable there? Perfect. Wonderful question. Thank you so much. So, okay, God, there's so much that I want to share with you, but um, when we have these kinds of heavy energies in the body, again, they are thought forms. Um, So there's a couple ways to address these energies. First, the most long-standing is to address the root cause of it, but the root cause is something very subliminal. So when you when you access uh, the energy, uh, notice what parts of the body it's connected to. That's going to be your first indication. And a lot of times it's like tentacles. You're going to see tentacles or threads, or you're going to just feel it in more than one part of your body. So be aware of all the parts of the body that it's connected to that's telling you what this complex thought form is embedded in. So for example, it can be in the root, it can be in the heart, it can be in the throat. So there's a couple of things here. It's fear, uh, not feeling safe in your body, not feeling safe in your environment, not feeling good about yourself, not being able to express and feeling blocked in your expression and in your authenticity. Let's just say that, for example. So you grab this and you begin to understand that. And as you see that that thought form, you question it. Okay, is it true that I am unsafe? Go down that path, right? Understand that, help yourself. Is it true that I am unworthy? That's probably those these things are gonna sometimes they take some couple time hours sometimes in meditation because you can go down rabbit holes. But the idea is to when you have time, it's important to do that shadow work because you address all of the root beliefs there because you're gonna find many. It can be something you didn't even think of. It can be your career, it can be some artwork that you're creating, whatever it is. 
So as you pull these out of the body, there's a couple things. The energetic hygiene of cleansing is important. When we are removing things from the body, we're using source light. Everything goes back to source. So as alchemists, our job is to be able to direct this stagnant energy and introduce it to life force, to infinite source of life force. So it's not feeding off our limited life force all the time. So we introduce it. So you're going to visualize from source, the powerful source that moves through you. And you're going to allow this attachment to connect into that white light. And the white light, you can imagine a vacuum. You can imagine, uh, sometimes I imagine a giraffe. Uh, you know, has a long tongue that kind of wraps around something and moves it out. Sometimes it's a tentacle, but you allow this to move out into that source and you are gently embodying your presence. You're owning your space and allowing this to own its own space within that source. This is the kind of compassionate experience that we have with this aspect of it, of ourselves and we let it go. But another side of that is creating a vortex of violet light above your space or under your space. Because remember that your environment is an extension of yourself. So sometimes what happens, we, we don't pay too much attention. We remove something and we don't uh, put enough time to move it out into source. So it becomes attached to our environment. It becomes attached to a piece of furniture or our bed. And when we feel the emotion again, it comes back into the body. It comes back, it, it just, it highlights, it feeds that aspect of ourself. So it's important when you're doing healing work, I imagine a vortex of violet light outside my window that connects up to source. And this vortex of white light, everything that I'm healing and removing is sucked out of the room. And after I do a cleansing in my body, I use sage to sage the room and to clear. I fill it with golden white light all the time. As a matter of fact, anytime that you're meditating and doing healing work, fill your space with white light because you're moving it to the highest neutral point. So this doesn't allow things to get attached because attachment is lower, lower, heavier uh, frequency. Um, so those are, those are the, the aspects that I would, that I would suggest. Uh, but the most important of that is your belief system. So there is doubt. Where is that doubt? Is there doubt that you have the power to remove something? Is it doubt that you have the power to uh, surrender to the lesson that is being taught by this experience? Um, those are the things that we need to look at. And, um, you know, building that, that trust in the self is essential for this kind of healing work. And we do that by uh, checking into our intuition from the moment we wake up connecting with the body to the moment you go to sleep. And I think you, you're already doing that a lot in your life, which is wonderful. But wherever we have any little grains of doubt is where we need to change that, okay? I hope that helps and answers the question. Yes, it really does. Thank you. Oops, I'm muted. Thanks, Bloody. Uh, let me just um, uh, bring Braddy. Where are you? Brad's got a question. Here you are. Here you are. <laughs> getting there, getting there, getting there, getting there. <laughs> Go for it, Dane. Hi, thanks, Geraldine. This is really great, super engaging, and lovely to listen to your words. Thank you. Um, Thank I'm, you. Sure. I was just wondering. Um, you mentioned <clears throat> um, sort of closing off the lower chakras and enhancing the higher, and I was wondering 
I, you might have sort of answered it, but did you mean during, like, what are the techniques to sort of encourage that, that flow and that movement? Excellent, excellent. So when we close the chakras or we, we are controlling them, we're not uh, completely turning them off. These are systems that are constantly, they're vortices of energy that are constantly spinning. The health of the chakra is defined by the speed of the spin and whether it's in the center alignment of the body or out to the right or out to the left, okay? So a lot of times I find clients that have their heart chakra, for example, it's out of the body. It's here to the right or out to the left. It That indicates to me that trauma was caused by the feminine or by the masculine aspect in their historic life. So for example, let's say a mother that was uh, re rejecting the child at birth that provides a deep ingrained trauma of being rejected. And therefore, over time, when that's not corrected, uh, the belief system becomes an aspect of their multidimensionality. Okay, so the heart, the heart chakra will be out of the body and it's not flowing correctly. And a lot of times these people end up with potential lung cancer or problems here, uh, constant flus, respiratory problems, asthmas, allergies, things like this. Okay, so it, the, the wonderful aspect of, of illnesses with connection to the energetic body, we can see a lot of that in, in, in Chinese medicine because they study that in order to understand how to provide health for the body. Um, so the chakras always have to be spinning. Uh, when we control the root chakra, uh, first of all, acknowledge where it is, notice where it is, feel it in the body. You're going to feel, it can be a warmth sensation that you tune into. It can be heavier energy that you feel. Uh, so just tune in. If your chakra is out, out to the uh, left side of the body, bring it into the center and notice the spin. Don't do anything about the spin because the spin automatically corrects itself with your healing and deprogramming and programming of what's necessary, okay? When you heal false programs, it begins to move organically. That's what we want to do. So as you imagine closing it, it's just like a, a muscle that you are closing down. Um, a lot of times for people that first are doing this exercise, it's gonna be very hard to close it sometimes. So imagine whatever you need to make it happen. You can imagine putting it in a box. You can imagine putting a belt around it, closing the door. You know, I use all kinds of techniques to help me because some days our resistance or the universal energies sometimes are harder uh, to navigate energetic work sometimes. That's natural, so don't get afraid of that. So as, as it closes, uh, you see the spin continuing, um, you're going to immediately feel a peace come over your body. And it is really powerful. When you close the first three chakras, you immediately come into neutrality. This is the beauty of this work. So as you close the first uh, chakras, if it becomes very difficult to close the chakras, it means we have a lot of trauma there that we haven't resolved, a lot of stagnation. Most of the people have the back chakras completely stagnant because we are completely unaware of the backside of our body. We're completely unaware of our energetic field in the back of the body. And we are storing emotions that we are not willing to address. And it's little things like right now in this group, somebody could have felt, let's say, rejected or not acknowledged. 
immediately that is stored back here. First of all, they don't want to see it or acknowledge it, and they don't want it to be known. So immediately it'll come back here to the back of the body. And it'll it over time it solidifies into a blockage of energy. And the front of the body might be moving, but the back doesn't even move. And that's incredibly important because the front of the body is the feminine, the back is the masculine. That's action. So this is where people go into depression. They can't move forward. They feel stuck. All these things happen, right? So uh, notice front and back, same thing. We have to control them. If it's already closed and stagnant, just understand that you're closing it. Um, and in the heart, you are opening front and back. You're going to feel the green light expanding, uh, the blue light expanding. And don't get stuck on the colors because everybody's energy system is different. They have different experiences. So if your light's colors are different, if your chakra vortices are spinning different, that's fine. Just do what is necessary to clear out the work. Now, let me see uh, your question. If I can add anything else to this, what are your techniques? Slow down. Okay, so slow down. We are, we are not uh, so much as slowing down, in fact, as spinning faster because the first three chakras are a lower vibrational frequency. But when we begin to spin our vortex, it begins to move faster. And that means that we can process heavier emotions quicker. And this is where we begin to come into this you know, Buddha state, uh, where you're neutral, and you're no longer going into one heightened emotion or one lowered emotion to another, right? So these are the architectural aspects of the physical body in relation to how we can work with our emotions. Um, does that answer the question? Yeah, yeah, thanks. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. great. We slow down the mind and speed up the energy. Yes. Exactly. That's exactly what happens. We bring the mind to zero and that's when things start working. Right. Yes. Yeah. So it, it looks like slowing down because we're slowing down mentally and in our doing like, you know, as I said, having this flu of sort of half on, I'm like, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even move. I couldn't get out of bed. So slowing down immediately. And what you said before, uh, Geraldine, about um, doing the work in our dream state. Um, I must have been doing some serious work in my team because I feel like yeah. I've been asleep for like three weeks. Yonette, you wow. have a question, darling one. Do you want to come on camera? Yeah, I'm on camera. Can you see me? There we are. No, I, I, I mean on camera for, um, for, for the recording. Yeah. Yonette, um, this is Geraldine. Geraldine, Yonette. <laughs> Geraldine, it's lovely to meet you. You're such a beautiful spirit. Um, so nice to I, meet you. Thank you. Meet you as well. I, I wanted to ask, the, the question I have is, you know, how managing my own energy when I'm interacting with other people? I find myself in spaces where I'm very sensitive to the, the feelings and sometimes the thoughts of, of others, but I always want to take responsibility that it's my stuff. Like it's my, it's, it's how I'm feeling. It's the question I have. It's the doubt I have. It's my own um, sense of esteem or whatever it is I, I turn it back to me because it must be me um, but that's the question you know I walk into spaces and I can feel the energy of that space I, I can often feel the the members of the room and and how they're feeling and 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 energetically what I'm picking up so I guess my question is how do I delineate between you know it's my stuff and I'm responsible for my energy and what I bring into the space and protect myself because some of that stuff is 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 harm you know hurtful negative 
um, and, and, and sort of make sure that it stays there and it doesn't uh, impact me. Does that make That's sense? Such, such an important question because right, I get right. asked this a lot. And I think it's something that a lot of us are dealing with now as empaths. Mm. We're kind of learning how to how to, to acknowledge that we're empathic. And basically we're learning how to live in society as empaths, which is different than we've done in, in other uh, timelines, uh, you know? So uh, here's the thing. My question is when, you, when we enter space, you know, why do we want to feel? That's my question. So for you, for example, when you enter into a space, you say that you feel, why do you want to feel? Why do I want to feel? It's, it's, that's an interesting question. Why I just do feel. I feel because I'm I'm interested in being in relationship or community or in collaboration with the people that I'm around. So I'm interested in in how they feel, and um, I guess it matters what they feel, right? So, well, that's the that's the key thing. That's the key thing because um, you see. Uh, as, as a master of energy that we want to become, uh, we essentially understand that we are creating everything, okay? So as we project from our own belief system, even how we're perceiving what's occurring outside, because what's happening outside has many perspectives. You're really only looking at one through your filter system, okay? So in reality, when we go in and we feel things, we're not really feeling them yet. Even though we're intuitive, we can we can pick up things, okay? We're actually feeling ourselves in them, okay? So the thing is, in order to create, uh, let's say, protection, and, and this is a word that I'm very careful about using. I put it in my acronym as pr protection because this is a word that we want to hear. You know, We want to feel protected, but how does one become protected? You become protected by knowing that you are everything and everything is you. There is no separation between yourself and the other, even if it's something horrible happening right in front of you. This is an aspect of yourself. And when you understand that in a very profound level, even the fact that you decided to get up and walk to this point in the world to experience this thing is designed by your vibrational frequency. So in other words, we really don't need any protection. All we need is awareness that our space is everything, is, is the whole. They are us, we are them, you are one. This, this understanding of wholeness is where we need to take our minds as energy healers now. We need to embody, we really need to know what that means because um, the unity consciousness allows us to no longer have any kind of separation with ourselves, with our own shadow, and the idea that we're separate from anything outside, even if we think it's bad, even if it's the ones that we believe are creating horrible chaos in our worlds. They are and they are our shadow, you know? And so how we fix those things is by fixing our shadow inside. So um, for example, the idea that we require community, and I'm going to use this as an example because I hear this all the time. I would like community. Okay, so that means that right now, potentially, you might feel you don't have community. You might feel that we don't have unity. You don't have connection. You're not supported. You don't have this. And a lot of us feel that way because we continue to see things as separate. You know, so that's something that is so deeply ingrained in every cell of our body. We need to help ourselves 
in a very compassionate way understand that there we are never alone there's nothing alone because we're creating everything everything is an extension of us um, and so the concept of community happens internally first any aspect of ourself that feels uh, uh, troubled or attacked or mm, threatened by anything outside of us is an aspect of ourselves that is out of balance so the body is made out of two aspects. We have the feminine and the masculine. This entire dimensional plane works on cause and effect on these dualistic aspects that when working together, they can create life. You are that. When your feminine and your masculine is balanced in the body, and, and this is an exercise I invite you to do in meditation, take a look at your feminine and masculine. If your masculine is bigger, like bulkier, and your feminine is scrawny and scrunched up to a corner, that's telling you something, okay? And whatever you see, trust what you see. Provide the feminine whatever it needs in order to feel safe. You're going to learn a lot about these two energies. It could be that the feminine needs to learn to feel safe in, in vulnerability. That's surrender. That's intuition. And intuition is a very beautiful tool um, that is an incredible balance and dance between complete surrender and um, in that surrender, uh, accepting without fear everything that may happen, even if it's something that is we can categorize as horrible. That surrender is the power of human. That's when human becomes really powerful. Okay, and so these two aspects of yourself now are united. So when you go into a space, you are this unity of both energies and whatever you experience outside of you, if you feel someone having a bad day, you're able to observe even more real information, not just the emotional expression, because that's lower level intuition is to tune into your own reflection, to your own shadows that you see. Higher level intuition is where you see the person having a bad day and you can even read beyond that because of your stillness, because of your anchor in, in your space. Now you can really become this Jedi basically where you tune in, you begin to become a master of your environment. You can even enhance your experience by changing the vibrational frequency of the room that you're in. If it's something, a lot of anger, red, you come in and you say, okay, what color is the right color for this environment at this time? Blue. Okay, I'm going to fill my space with blue. And immediately, even they begin to, oh, oh, what's happening? You know, they begin to kind of come online and everything begins to shift. We have that power and we do that with color vibrational frequency. So this is how we begin as an empath to master the body. But always make sure that your energetic space is is uh, not open, what that means is that you're aware. Areas that are open in the energetic body are parts that have fallen asleep. They're asleep. So for example, we're not aware at the back. Uh, so we're walking around and, and, and this person with anxiety, that starts to merge with our aspects of ourselves that have anxiety and we start to feel the anxiety. Why, what for, what's the purpose? Even as a psychic, even as a healer, well, there's no reason for us to take on that anxiety. We can't do anything in that point. We're going to be in anxiety. So we have to close the body, own our space, own our neutrality, see the anxiety, and just 
in in holding that space, they can have a have the a free will now of choosing not to feel that that anxiety. Okay, so you become more powerful in many ways. So as you close your space, as you uh, acknowledge and uh, activate your body, uh, maintain all your 13 dimensions nice and solid, and you will never feel any more this feeling when you go into these spaces. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Wow. I know, isn't she amazing? I know. <laughs> this is so key. This is just so important. So important. Everything you just said here, especially to the emerging light weaver, light worker, empathic community who always feel so victimized by their sensitivity and they blame the other. I can't go outside. You know, like you were saying before, going into the supermarket was really. <laughs> I remember in yeah. my 30s going when I was expanding my field, just going out into public was really painful. Yeah. But the it pain was, was painful, not, yeah. The pain was my pain, amplified, right. you know, my exactly. pain. I was feeling me, but I was feeling me and everybody else because we're all one. So exactly. this we had this important discussion with Tannis Halliwell who was the last speaker we had in the Inner Sanctum last year, who I've just edited now and got up doing this live is much easier so I don't have to edit anything. Uh -huh. But, you know, we talked about a lot of things and the one thing that was the most important thing we spoke about was this feeling of separation that we feel as humans, separate, separate to each other, separate to love, separate to source, separate to the planet, separate to... And so every time we experience somebody else in pain, or experience their anger or experience our criticism of them. It is like, I am that. I am that. I can only see me. It's me. There's only one of us in the room. You know, it's been in all the spiritual scriptures, the conversation with God books. You know, there's only one of us in the room. There's only one of us in the room. So what I'm seeing is me. So it's like back to the Hopa Ono Ono thing. As I heal my own anxiety, as I heal my own fear, as I heal my own um i affect the room i affect the room yeah so glad that you brought that up you said the key word there uh, karen which is um the judgment because judgment is not just oh i'm just gonna put a me you know you're actually putting meaning to something you're bringing it into a, a solid state to something so imagine that power that you have so if you see something happening and you're like oh my god that's horrible okay you just brought it into that solid state and now it's in your space. Now you're connected to that. So that judgment is really powerful actually. And it works on higher dimensions that we were not aware of how we're actually interacting. So thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Wow. This is powerful. God, we're coming to the end of our couple of hours. Oh, yes. There's a question here on YouTube. Uh, I don't know if uh, Lisa G is still around, if she's still watching. I read an article recently about, what is she saying? Squishing negativity underfoot like a grape. Do you believe in manifestations or psychological techniques like this? Oh, interesting question. Squishing negativity underfoot like a grape. What do you say to that, Geraldine? Squishing it like a grape. Okay. Um, yes, it's a visualization. I, I guess. Yeah, let, let me think. Take the negativity and put it under your foot and squish it like a grape. Is that going to do anything? Like, can we visualize stuff like that? Well, here's the thing. When you're squishing something like a grape, 
in in a sense it's it's destruction right you're you're trying to destroy something but in order to destroy something you've already applied a meaning that there's something wrong with it or something bad and uh, we have to remember that you know energy and life force um, it's neutral it's neutral until we apply our filter on it right so if the, we actually can have much more power in our life by maintaining neutral at all times. And that neutrality um, creates this beautiful, uh, what is the word? It's like this beautiful communication with the universe right. that is compassionate and it's actually creative because anything that is the opposite of creative life force, creation is the balance of those two energies is destruction. It's counter creative. You cannot create with negativity. You cannot create with just, you can't even, you actually can't create with any of these energies on their own. It has to be the union balance of it, right? So for example, some people say, oh, I'm happy all the time. That's also not balance because you are, uh, you know, there are many things can be behind that happiness. It can be denial, it can be running away, it can be all kinds of things. So you have to understand that it's not just about one or the other. It's not about being angry all the time or being happy. It's about that neutrality in which you now are aware of all things, all possibilities. And that's what we are. We are infinite consciousness becoming aware of ourselves in all possibilities. So this is what your fragment is here to be. And uh, anything that's limiting that is limiting your organism and and its expansion and and its evolution. It's slowing down your evolution because you're here to experience everything. I want to reiterate that. We are infinite consciousness experiencing all possibilities. Okay, say that about 500 times a day. Yeah. <laughs> I am infinite it's, it's, consciousness experiencing all possibilities. It's beautiful. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Well, what a way Thank to you. end. It's right on 10 a.m. here. What time is it there? One, two, three? Three. No, three. three o'clock. Yeah. Over there. <laughs> Has anyone else got any questions? No, 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 no. No. Everybody. Everybody cool? Well, we'll end the uh, live here. Thank you so much, Geraldine. You are amazing. Just Thank tell you. people while we're live, just tell people what you've got going on at the moment because I know you're doing, you've been doing a lot of teaching and lives on Facebook and YouTube and you've been connected to the Wish Alliance and, and all sorts of things, uh, Portal to Ascension yes. and doing so much. You've been doing so much. So, yeah, just let people know what else you've got going on. Thank you so much for that. Um, I do actually, I have a, I, I am going to be, we have a little mini conference on the morphogenetic field. That's really exciting. We're going to be talking about that um, with Alan Steinfeld, Marina Seren, uh, Phil Gruber, and that's the 23rd of January. So do check that out. That's going to be on the portal to Ascension, as well as uh, new realities with Alan Steinfeld. So you can check that out. I think that's going to be a fun one. Um, and then I'll be speaking at a couple conferences in March uh, and um, 
may, and I'm so sorry, I don't have those in front of me, so I cannot shout them out at this moment, but please do check out my website. All of my upcoming events are there. Um, and also, uh, if you'd like to get hypnotherapy with me or DNA reprogramming, you can visit my website and also subscribe to my YouTube channel where I have a lot of these uh, meditations and conversations about this. Um, and I think that's it. So thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much, Geraldine. Much love to you. Thank you.